Uh, good morning again, everyone. Um, I think this is still uh, true to say that the largest military operation in the history of warfare, including Napoleon and Julius Caesar, was the Allied invasion of Normandy on June the 6th, 1944, uh, when uh, American, British, and Canadian soldiers, by the thousands and thousands, uh, landed on uh, the northern coast of France on the English Channel, France being occupied by the Germans at the time, and um, uh, moved inland. So it was a, a very important event. And there were thousands, as I just said, there were thousands of American soldiers involved, paratroopers, soldiers brought ashore by ship from England, and so on. Well, one of the American soldiers uh, in some unit, they moved inland a bit, away from the coast, and of course they had to claw their way through because there was German resistance. And they kept inching along into northern France, into Normandy. And somehow or another he was uh, separated from his unit. Uh, and he realized that he was in enemy territory, that the Germans were in possession of that land. So um, he hid and stayed in the woods and the fields. And finally one night, uh, he took the chance of moving. So he crept along through the woods and came to a little village. And he went into the village, everything was dark and still, it was the middle of the night. And he found the church. Now, who was he? He was an American soldier from Iowa. And he was a Protestant. But the church was open. Dark, of course. But he went into the church, exhausted, lay down on the floor, and went to sleep. The next morning, had two priests at that parish, little town. One of them found him asleep on the floor. Well, the Germans were there. But nevertheless, the priests took him back to the priest's house. The other priest was there. And they put him down in the basement to hide him fed him, and so forth. And they told him that they would uh, try somehow to get him back to the American lines. Well, they found someone in the parish, a man who uh, knew the terrain, and he volunteered to take the American soldier under the cover of night back through the woods and whatever, to the American lines, which he did. 
So the uh, American soldier was restored to his unit, served the rest of the war, came home to Iowa, married, uh, got a job, and some years later he decided, he and his wife, that they would go to Europe. And he said, I want to go to France, and I want to find, he knew the name of the village, I want to go to that little town where those priests hid me. So they did that. And he got to the little town and saw someone. And so this person, resident of the town, said, you know, there's an old man here. He was alive during the war he might know something about it. So they found the old gentleman and the American veteran told him the story and the Frenchman said, oh, you are the soldier. And the man said, what do you mean? And he said, well, let me tell you what happened after you escaped. The Germans caught that man who led you to safety, to the American lines. And they forced him to confess what had happened, and he told them about the priests. So this is what they did. I was a boy. I remember it. They uh, ordered everybody in the village to assemble in the square. And then they brought the priests out. Many little French towns, have the centerpiece of the public square is a statue of the Blessed Mother. Well, ironically, they placed them in front of the statue of the Blessed Mother. And then they lined up in formation, the German soldiers with guns and he said the priest knew what was coming and they made the sign of the cross and we all made the sign of the cross all the people who were watching and then uh, the guns rang out and the priest fell dead and the soldier said well, of course I never knew that happened but I want to ask you a question I'm, I'm not a Catholic what, sir, is the sign of the cross? Why would they have made the sign of the cross, those priests, as they were awaiting death, and why would everybody in the village have made the sign of the cross? And the Frenchman said, well, let me try to explain what we are saying as Catholics when we make the sign of the cross. He said, we touch our forehead and we say, Lord, be in every thought that I have, every mood that I have, every emotion that I have, be with me. Lord, be in my heart. Fill my heart with love, just as you love me. Fill my heart with love for everyone, just as you love everyone.
And Lord, my entire body, everything about me, I give to you. And Lord, I profess that wondrous miracle that you explained to us when I say in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Because that is the identity of God. And you loved us so much that you told us who God is. So the Frenchman, the old Frenchman said, Sir, when I make the sign of the cross, when any Catholic makes the sign of the cross, that's what's going on. Now, the soldier, of course, the veteran, was very impressed. He never knew that. He had uh, probably seen during the war, maybe probably back home in Iowa, but during the war as he went through France, as he went through Belgium and wherever, he probably had seen a lot of people make the sign of the cross. And as I said, probably back in Iowa. But uh, he said, it's a real statement, isn't it? And the old man said, yes, it's a real statement. It's a total statement. How often do we make the sign of the cross? Almost routinely, habitually. But think of what we are saying. Lord, be in every thought that I have. Lord, be in my heart that I may love everyone. Lord, my whole being is in your care. Well, we have the gospel this morning from the gospel of Luke. And a backdrop of the gospel is that Jesus forever and always was encountering people who understood what he meant to follow him, but it was not half they knew that it was not half-hearted or occasional or once in a while, that it was complete, like we say it is, by making the sign of the cross. And it's hard, and he knew it was hard, and he saw it was hard because people found it hard, even apostles like Peter and Thomas. Judas gave up altogether. But the Lord, in effect, was telling them that following me won't work unless it is complete and total. But if it is complete and total, it will be a reward of priceless value. So, the Gospels are filled with stories like this morning, really talking about people who totally are followers of Christ. It's hard. But the other side is the reward. And you know probably, who knows what their names were, but that may have been in the thought of those priests as they faced that firing squad and made the sign of the cross. Well, following the Lord has been worth it. 
and all those people in the village who were forced to watch it. Horrible thing. They made it the sign of the cross. Maybe they thought, Lord, this is terrible what I'm watching. Simply reinforces how wonderful is life in you and your way of love and peace. So today, as we hear this gospel from Luke about uh, being good servants and being uh, prepared and alert and so forth, it's worth it. Uh, the greatest reward in life is to know the Lord and to not only know him, but to follow him in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.